With Wild Beyond the Witchlight in our hands, I'm joined by my Feywild expert to talk about all things a little bit mischievous. Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is a show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon, your one-stop shop for beautiful and premium D&D dice and all of the other extras that you need to play Dungeons and Dragons like, I don't know, the rule book, for example. If you want to go and grab some bits from them, they ship from the UK worldwide and then go to the description of this episode there's a link there always is but use the code we speak common at checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order we're also brought to you in partnership with describe that's d-s-c-r-y-b.com is their website if you had that on the end describe is the place to go if you're not very good at creative writing but you want to you know really immerse your players in your D&D worlds. They have professional creative writers doing all the hard work for you with nearly 4,000 scenes. The list is growing. It's a subscription model, but there are tons available for free. So go and look at those now. Description below is where the link is. And uh, if you want to subscribe, use code COMMON for 10% off your subscription every month for the first two years of being subscribed. Of course, at some point, I will shamelessly plug both of the the, uh, the, the partners and uh, try and sell them to my guest, who today... It's been a little while. Hello, Wesley. Hello. I am here to speak about the wonderful world of D&D. <laughs> How are you? You all right? You good? I, I'm doing good, yeah. I, I'm all right. That's, Today that's is... Um, it's the, the, the morning after the night before for us, isn't it? Yes. Of oh. the grand release. <laughs> the, the grand release. The grandest of releases into a beautiful carnival. <laughs> Oh god. So we we played the finale of Descent last night. Mm-hmm. We finished that campaign after what I, I don't actually know the exact length because I haven't done the math, but it's like two years, right? Mm-hmm. That's mental. Yeah, so that was oh it's it's such a good ending. I was I was very proud of James. I'm yeah I'm I'm really proud of James we won't talk too much about it because I am going to get him on to Mm -hmm. to talk about it with me and what he learned in running that that adventure and giving some advice to people who might want to run it you know two years after it came out but um yeah he he blew my mind he did a very good job we were fighting in the blood war against demon lords and fallen angels and the the reveal of Maltum was was impeccable, yeah. It was it was incredible. Um, I just I wish we got to fight Sariel. Yeah, I. I <laughs> this is the thing. I I kind of thought that you were gonna you were gonna be successful in redeeming her because obviously my character really wanted to to go put up Dukes and and fight, but um. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we would have been, we would have had to split the final session into two sessions if we did fight her. Oh yes, for we sure. were so late by the time yeah. we got to Zariel that if we started fighting her, that was going to be another, another like, session, several hours. Yeah, mm. and I feel like I kind of feel like 
it was I was talking to Sam about this last night. It was the ending was kind of perfect for for Clath because from session one all the way up to that final session, right before we started that final session, every single thing he he wanted to to achieve, everything he wanted to get and do, he got he got his way, and he so. Did to get and you know and that's that's kind of part of the character he he's 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 charms his way through he's a and he, charismatic little shit <laughs> yeah and he, he is he is evil you know he will he will twist the rules but in that final session he didn't get to prove his might and and defeat zariel in 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 battle he didn't get to impress asmodeus in fact he was very unimpressed with Clath. uh he um he 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 achieved what he wanted in that Galgath, the hidden lord is in charge but he didn't really do it in the way he wanted to do it he's killing like, zariel he, would have been the cherry on the top of i've built the foundations for yeah. this to happen i've done all of this now i'm gonna murder the current um ruler of this layer of hell i'm gonna usurp i'm a badass (laughs) he got he got to the end and he just kept getting denied and and in a way i said to sam like it's kind of perfect that he's he's achieved what he wanted to he's he's you know finished the campaign in the right place because he's i don't feel like he didn't do anything he wanted he did achieve his goal which is perfect but he's also got so much more to do now because he's like well fuck i just i just look like a fool in front of basically my idol and so he's got to go away and now prove him wrong so he's now got more to do and yeah. more goals even you know it's like the i do love literally how the next arc now as was just oh you're boring yeah, <laughs> yeah. Plath just no why i mean my ego as the player was hurt let alone class and then i said to sam like when zariel offered him the wish i was like he can't he can't he couldn't take it he could not take it and that's why he said i don't feel like i've earned it because if he'd have taken that wish he could have wished for what he wanted but then he wouldn't have achieved it himself Mm -hmm. and that's why he said no i can't i don't you can't give me that because i was going to come and kill you so awkward yeah, a little bit awkward, but oh my god, an amazing, an amazing end. Um, we redeemed them. Ah, I really like how James um put in another option as well. He did, yeah, reveal that to us that the sword was the only way to redeem Sariel, which is yeah. And we we railroaded ourselves into like we put ourselves in a position where we had to give the sword to the Hidden Lord. There was no yeah. way of of not doing that. I was cursed um, to do so because someone murdered me. Okay, not technically murdered. Not technically. I was, I was on the throes of death. Yeah. Because of Claeth Hewn. Claeth Hewn. That's the best I can do. It's well, much better. I need to I need to update his character sheet now with all of the beautiful rewards that <laughs> he was two given. Two levels up. Two. We leveled up twice. We got a blessing of health, which ups your charisma, uh, your constitution by two, Insane. to max of twenty-two. So we'll, so we got that when we we're level thirteen. So we'll gain because for me, I get thirteen hit points from it because it put my modifier up. Um. Oh, it will it will do? We'll all get thirteen hit points because yeah, we'll you raised by two. Yeah. Um. He got a Volporal sword, which is nuts. Uh, murder anything you crit. Yeah. Uh huh. It's yeah. It's fantastic. It is beautiful. So I need to update that character sheet and get him ready for 
whatever will be the next step in his story because I am taking him to 20. It's going to happen. Uh, There's only five levels to go. Whilst the Vorpal Sword is very cool, the element of RNG... I don't know. I've got. A, there's a bit of bitterness with me there. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you feel like you. Didn't. I don't know if there was any. If there was ever a PvP conflict between us, I don't think there will be at this point. Uh, no, not we've, now. We've, we've grown together. But if there was, and you got a crit at the start, I would be so miffed. <laughs> you, yeah, but I mean, you've got to remember though that D and D isn't built for PvP. This like, is at true. All. And people who want to do it, you have to really, really think about how you're going to balance and how you're going to do it. And that's that's probably an episode for the future, actually, because it is it is a tricky thing to, to pull off. But I am... Um, I yeah. would just be very miffed. Also, if I was the DM and one of my really cool NPCs... Just like got really cool. Crit- oh, their yeah. head dropped off. Oh, to be okay. fair, though, I very rarely crit. And... Well, no, he is a, he is a, a sword swinging build. He's a, he's a warlock paladin, so he does go in and swing his sword. But yeah. this is the thing, though... It does kind of mess up my build because I, my my whole thing is, oh, I wait until I crit and then I smite, smite everything. And now it just <laughs> dies. And that's like, oh, I, I, I don't want to, I don't know when to smite now. Because if, if I'm fighting, so if, if, it's, if the creature's got legendary resistances, it can't insta-kill it. I think that's mm-hmm. the rule. Yeah. So, you know, obviously when it comes to fighting, the the boss like creatures which at from level 15 onwards you pretty much always are fighting um i'll i'll be fine but and it is an it is an end game item it is a plus 3 magic item so very end game still yeah. it irks me okay <laughs> just, uh, i don't know when you add more rng to the rng oh just, i don't know i mean, <laughs> I, I feel like with a lot it. of the items that there's an additional effect on the crit, I think is really cool mm. until I realise it's RNG to get to that point. Mm. That's that's just me. I prefer some utility that's fun. Yeah, that's, but that's why you like you like having magic and stuff, isn't it? Because you like the utility of it. Yeah. I, like, I, that's why I like being a wizard. I like my utility items, okay? If mm. I'm a, a fighter... And I hadn't had any magic all the game. And then you give me something with a really shitty thing. <laughs> um, like, I don't know, the good old potato wand, where you turn a gold into a potato. It's awful. <laughs> Ab- absolutely awful magic item. But I will abuse the shit out of that. It's like, oh, I'll, <laughs> give, I'll give you a wand of wonder and let you have some random <laughs> chaotic magic. That's what you get, Wesley. I mean, yeah, yeah definitely. Give me... Give me the gold to potato one. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I, I feel kind of bittersweet. I mean, I don't because I'm very happy with how it went. And um, I've had this art of the blood war on my wall for so long. And to be able to sit there next to it while we were fighting on the front lines was yeah, very... You were definitely like, reveling in it. I was time. so... I, I Honestly, it's one of the best campaigns I've ever played. Mm. I didn't think... I didn't think the campaign would be one of my favourites. Because it's like, oh, okay, it's cool. It's like... It, I remember when it when it was announced, it was like builders like mad max in hell because they had the infernal war machines and stuff and i was like well it's cool it's not really my type of fantasy but i want it sounds cool but oh my god i it blew me away i mean james blew me away james made it for us 100 yeah, I, I know he did a lot of work to you know edit it much like i do when i'm writing writing a campaign and stuff but yeah he absolutely smashed it 100 yeah. percent. so good 
and we will we will talk about it i will get him on and we will sit down and talk about all of the things that he did to make it incredible and and the amazing moments like we did with dragon heist so that will be coming at some point but that's not today not today wesley today oh we are as of recording this two days away from the release of wild beyond the witchlight which means that when this goes out the book will be out people will be able to read it they'll be able to look in it see what's in there flick through it love or hate it whatever they decide so we don't know what's in that book yet apart from what's been teased yeah but you are easily my fey wild correspondent i do i do like my fey wild it's it's and i'm as much as it pains me to admit it wesley i think you might know more about the feywild than i do so i'm going to ask you many many questions about the feywild and um we're going to talk about it all about it and and this this episode who have know so much more than me and i'm gonna be (laughs) so shameful it's fine wesley we're we're speaking common it's not like we're okay experts okay you're, great. you just you're just more of an expert than i <laughs> Look, am i have just rabbit holed some areas of it that i very much enjoy and i'm like Perfect. oh let's let's go down this sudden rabbit hole so i probably missed the thousand other rabbit holes <laughs> besides the one i've jumped down well look when when this comes out while on the witch light will have been out for i think 10 days so um Obviously, bear in mind as you're listening, we haven't read that book yet, but we're gonna do a primer for the for the Feywild. And I think as well, my other my other aim for this episode is to give people who want to do f- to run the Feywild in their D and D games as much as they need to start thinking about that and start planning that, regardless of whether they're running Witchlight or not. Because I know, like for me, I don't plan on running while I be on the Witchlight, but there is definitely elements of it and stuff in it that's as with any adventure that comes out i'll go oh i like that and i'll and i'll yeah. nab it so the idea is that if you're running while beyond the Witchlight, this is like nice little bonus stuff that you can listen to and have Maybe in your head hear something that you're yeah. like oh i want to include that bit exactly i don't know what's in the book it might be there it might not so and if you're not running while beyond the Witchlight, but hey your players know that the feywild adventure is coming out and they kind of want some fey creatures to turn up and stuff then hey this is probably the place to be so, Wesley, Feywild, let me tell you what I know, okay. <laughs> and then you can tell me it's wrong. So, oh. <laughs> this is one of those places where there is a, like, column of text on page 49 of the Dungeon Master's Guide, and that is it. It's one of those places where they don't tell you too much, they kind of leave it up to you, and then if you want to learn more, you have to go and do a lot of research. So what I know... This is what I've been doing, I just Mm. research along the lines, I just go through the internet. I haven't relied on the DMG for this one, so I don't actually know what exactly the DMG says. I think the DMG literally says what I'm about to tell you, so... um, I don't know, not word from word, but because I read it a long time ago. But I have done some research as well, but probably not mm-hmm. as much as you. But so what I know is that the Feywild and the Shadowfell are mirrors of the material plane in the sense that um, if there is a giant mountain in the material plane in the Shadowfell, it would be like a, a mountain with a skull on it. And in the Feywild, it might be a giant tree. Like, it's kind of, there are landmarks that mirror, and they are 
much like the material plane, but they are yes. different planes entirely. Uh, most of the time, they are just ex- accentuated. I think that's the word. I might be saying that wrong. No, that's um, right. So it's it's just more a dramatic effect of what's in the material plane. So yeah. that uh, example with the mountain, it could be instead of just being like a normal mountain, it is a sharp pillar just rising into the sky through the clouds. Um, just as an example, um, like but that. a tree would work as well. I like the the example I I remember hearing online once was that um, Mount Rushmore in the Feywild would be a giant stone colossal golem with four faces that spoke oh. weird things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like the weird, bizarre twists. On, it's it's on a more plane. eccentric, like you know, just mm. absolutely crazy uh, twist yeah. on things. And I know that in the Feywild, time is different, mm-hmm. and it can move faster or slower. It's, so minutes can be wobbly. days or weeks. Yep, wibbly wobbly timey. So it fits perfectly into whatever campaign you're doing because yep. you can just like have a you know a very small day be three weeks in the Feywild, right? Which is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that there are. Uh, it, it is the original world. And the original plane of the elven deity Corellian, and that the elven law um, and the law of the drow and stuff that's presented in Morden Canaan's is all set in the Feywild, and that's where the Eladrin come from. And mm-hmm. so the 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 elves descended from from Fey. And of course, I know that things like hags are Fey creatures, and uh, I don't I know I know that a unicorn isn't a Fey, which always bugged me but a blink dog is so there's like there are some really odd ones yeah um i mean there's, dryads it's like, are also the common oh yeah dryads yeah the the mm-hmm. yeah tree tree people but they're like um <laughs> it's like a, a, a menagerie of um weird and wonderful creatures and it's painted to be like pretty and beautiful and like oh it's all lovely and fairies and pixies and there are and pixies are fake but they it's not like that at all i know that that's that's like a complete misconception and if you think that the Feywild is a happy place where nothing can hurt you and everything's good then you are in for a very big big shock definitely i think it gives this very nice appeal initially mm. and then you just look behind the curtain just a little bit and you want to run away yeah you realize that everyone's nuts yeah like it's so even the the good fey are mischievous they're they're so long-lived Mm. That you're something new in this place of just absolute nonsense. And they're like, oh, what can I do with you? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it's, it's not a, oh, this is a new person to interact with. It's new toy. This, this is a new toy to play with. Yeah. Um, that's even for the good ones. So the malicious ones uh, will obviously do more hard natured things. But the good ones may send things after you just to see like, mm. what you would do in that situation. Um, and they might not send something dangerous, like seriously dangerous, but enough danger to get a reaction out of you. Well, that's the thing, because there are creatures like I think they're called boggles. They're they're little like gnomish little goblin creature things, mm-hmm. and they disappear into like the 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 space between spaces, and they just pop up in your home, steal some shit, and then disappear. And they're they're just they're literally mischievous. That's that's all they are, and they're like the the harmless fae in a way 
but yeah. then you have the the non-harmless later on so there there are fae that pop over into our world like we we might interact with hags we might interact with boggles and things um and such and then there are the fae that stay in the fae world and that's their home and they their world and they they run free and i think the the only other things that i know of i know that it's very easy to accidentally travel into the fae because there are like bridges i suppose or or portals to go through that are like everywhere which are very similar to the material plane Mm. so if it's a very close parallel instead of like one being very eccentric Mm. um and those close parallels are the places where it's the weakest essentially yeah and i always think about like with ravenloft being in the shadow fell that works very similarly to the fakes it's like a mirror um you know the mist to get yeah. to Barovia is like you just wander into the mist and the mist could could appear anywhere mm-hmm. um i always remember seeing an image of a trail down a f- uh, like through a, a forest and it was like a path in between the trees but that if you looked at the image long enough you realized that there was a path that sort of went off downwards and one that went forwards and it was like a weird optical illusion image and i was like oh that's what a portal into the Fae would look like because you can't really see it but it is right there and you could accidentally walk down that path instead of the the one you're meant to go down and that's how i kind of imagine um fey portals like you you just push through a bush them. and you're there yeah yeah uh and then the only other thing i know of and uh, i've seen them come up a few times and i researched them a little bit but i still don't really have much understanding of them and i think there is a there's literally a small box a a what do they call them the um little side boxes in the uh fifth edition books the tag boxes i, I don't yeah. know what to actually call these <laughs> no i did know what they're called i've forgotten though and um, there's one of those underneath the fey world which talks about the seely and unseely courts oh so i know that those are a thing they exist and and, <laughs> and that they're probably not something you want to deal with and that's kind of that's kind of my knowledge so paint me a picture of this beautiful wacky mischievous world wesley oh no it's the whole picture (laughs) well as much as you can um okay so i mean you you generally went over um the areas of it so it's this absolutely beautiful place um a lot of people uh brush over that whilst there is the fey wild there is also the fey dark which is Mm. a parallel to the underdark which is also a fun element um then again, if you don't experience the actual Underdark, who's going to know? <laughs> um, but th- because those parallels are there, um, there's, there's just so much. I'm just trying to go through it. Okay. Yeah, so, um, I, so you have the... to, like, you, you think of the material plane, mm-hmm. and it's, it's that, yeah. but slightly different. So if, if there is... If there are caves underground, there are caves underground in the Feywild. Exactly. There's, so those, if there's those a castle the in the dark. sky, there might be a castle in the sky, and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I think some of the more fun things um, that DMs could take is that um, you mentioned one of the creatures, which are the Boggles. Um, mm. Boggles it was one of the creatures that are spawned when uh, a person is overcome by emotion of loneliness or abandonment. Oh. Um, and there's other creatures corresponding to that. Um, another one would be the Meanlock. Um, and they're spawned when someone is overcome by fear. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the Feywild is affected by just you being there. And your emotions. Yes. Yeah. Um, so 
It even gets to the more extreme side where they're... I'm trying to remember the, the location name, but I think it's a demon's nest. I don't know if that's pronounced right. <laughs> um, so these are areas like... So when a dragon um, is residing over the area, their aura may take over some of it if they've been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Think that, but for a very powerful fae being. Um, but instead of just taking over their aspect, like their the colour or their power, it takes on their emotion, and they can't control that. Mm-hmm. So the landscape may become more jutted and brittle when they're feeling, let's say, lonely, for an example. Um, mm-hmm. So like the trees uh, may have barbs on them, for example. Um, if they're angry, the area becomes a lot more dangerous. Um, and if they're calm and reflective, then you would have serene pools, etc. That's cool. And I think that's just a wonderful aspect. Obviously, that only happens to the most powerful of fair creatures. Um, so but we're I talking... can, like, I can kind of imagine a a fey dragon, for example. Let's go with that. Uh, who has been living in a in their lair within this area in in the Feywild, and all of the villagers are kind of just worshiping this dragon and trying to appease it so that they their village stays nice and happy rather than can being completely ruined and maybe you've got to go in there and please the dragon because he's he's really angry about something and it's, so it's it's ruined maybe someone did a very lives. minor thing and yeah. one of the children pranked it it's yeah. very frustrating <laughs> see this is this is what i find so interesting about the fae because you can have like the, the typical adventure would be, oh, the villagers are being attacked by the dragon. Adventurers go and slay it and steal its horde. But in the Feywild, it's, oh, these elven pixie-like people who live in this lovely little village. They, they're all happy except you turn up and something has upset the dragon. And so things keep attacking them and, and their lives are really difficult and children keep going missing. And so they're like, please go and make the dragon happy. But just just go and please it just just tell just, it a joke make, make it, it laugh every time we go over he just gets more angry yeah we don't understand that's such a that's a fun such a fun twist on like a standard adventure trope yeah. but because you're in the Feywild and everything's affected it's, by emotions it's completely it's, different yeah. yeah that's fun um, it's, I think that is a really cool concept. I feel like someone should run with that. Oh, it's um, almost like I've been playing D&D <laughs> my whole life, Wesley. Look at that. Just off the top oh, of my head. Oh, oh. Look at that one. Um, yeah, that's that's really fun. There are also more common races mm. um, in the more like darker areas. So there, there are goblinoids. There are like, ogres. Um, giants are a fun one. Um, I did mention this before we started mm. recording. Um but the Fomorians, oh, that's a random name. It's a fun out of name, isn't it? Fomorian. <laughs> Sounds like something you might come up against on Star Trek. Potentially. <laughs> okay, um, so they are a giant kin race um, that originally were incredibly beautiful. Mm. You just... All those stories of succubus put to shame by these giants. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, like, I don't know how it's going to work because you're so big, but I'll make it work because you're just that good looking. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. We've, we've, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, they were incredibly beautiful and they had uh, essentially alliance with the fake creatures, Eladrin. Um, and you know how it is. They live in harmony, blah, blah, blah. Mm. As time went on, these giants became more greedy and they lusted for power mm. and of course as as anyone who starts doing that they 
go, okay, let's take over the entire surrounding Feywild, shall we? Let's go to war. Oh, Why they, not? Went, they went a little bit egomaniac, did they? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're the most beautiful creatures around. Why would they not? You know, they should be on the top of the pedestal. Why should why should they not be in charge? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're so pretty. They should, of course, <laughs> be in power. Um, so they went to war. The fey creatures were able to... I shouldn't say fey creatures, because they are one. Um, the so the fey elves, etc., were able to push them back. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they also placed a curse upon them. Uh, and that curse was to show their inner intentions their wickedness their vile uh personalities on the surface and Mm. so these creatures warped into hideous giant kin um with hunchbacks losing all their hair bulging eyes zits skin disfigurements everything you can think of they look awful it's all good that sounds like me Just on a casual Thursday, right? When you haven't put mm. everything to cover it up, you know. Mm. Just yeah, after a long up. day, you know, when the yeah, week's yeah. coming to a draw of an end, yeah. Um, me and my hunchback. <laughs> just got to straighten up. Have you got the um, the, the pole that you put on the bed to keep you straight? Yeah, I've got one of those um, those braces that you wear that yeah. pulls your shoulders back. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, sorry, I've completely lost my. Train I've thrown of you off there, haven't I? Sorry, <laughs> completely. <laughs> Um, so they were pushed back into the uh, the Fey Dark as well. Um, they somehow managed to be in the Underdark as well. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't found out why. I'm so sure. that I think is the that goes back to the whole how easy it is to cross over because you can just, especially with the Underdark. The Underdark has a lot of connections with the yes. the Fey Dark because of the um, oh what are they called the Mushroom People. Oh, the mice. Uh, the mice, no. mice, mice, myceloids. Oh, you know, I should know this. <laughs> you know what? I, you know who I. I mean. know who you're referring to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are connected to the Fey Dark. I could be wrong, mm. but I mean, this is the thing. You can kind of the the idea with um, with both the Fey Wild and the Shadow Fey uh, Shadow Fell is that they're so easy to cross over that you you can have any reason. You can have like, oh, well, there's there's. Uh, Myconids, that's what they're called. There you go. I had to, I had to look it up. They, um, it, it's so easy to cross over that you could, you could say like, oh, any of these fake creatures have, you know, accidentally wandered across and now they're r- causing havoc in the material plane, or vice versa. You know, my my players have accidentally wandered across and now they're causing havoc in the fake world. It's like, you know, they're just down there because they accidentally took a wrong turn when they were walking through their tunnels. Exactly. Um, which is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it really like, is you can just it, wander in it's not like the, oh i've gone down the wrong road it's oh i'm on the wrong plane of existence now whoops the the funny thing is you will most likely notice if you go from the underdark into the dark fey mm. area because the the fey version is so much prettier there is everything is luminescent um, oh, so imagine nice. being underwater. The mushrooms are all luminescent. There are vines growing across. There's no barren rock. It's just filled with plant life. Actually, to the sounds point like quite where, a nice place. Yeah, where at the point where if you destroy some of it, uh, depending on the conditions, within hours it could grow back. Wow. Like you fireballed somewhere. Um, it's such a vibrant undergrowth, um, and it, it's a really cool contrast. 
there's obviously lots of evil things down here, such as the Fomorians, which have a whole uh, mm. structure, the complete entire race of people. Um, say people, giants. And and this uh, is the thing, though, because I, there's always the complaint that 5e doesn't have many fake creatures, and it's got better over time as more yeah. things have been released. But um, the Fomorians aren't in 5th edition, are they? You, you'd have to go and sort of... I believe they're around 5th edition. I think, yeah. So I think they are. But, we, um, but, but do, not... do we have a stat block, Wesley, is what I'm saying? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I, I, that's, I don't go that's too deep That's the thing stuff. I feel about, about <laughs> 5e and the Fae, is that there's there, a lot of it's like, okay, well, it's really cool. You've done all the research. Now now make it up yourself. But I, I guess the, the advice there is, you know, reskin mm-hmm. stuff. I Like I always talk yeah. about how... Admittedly, the Fomorian is a giant at the end of the day exactly so. that, yeah that's what i'm trying to say <laughs> and there are a lot of third party um supplements that give you fake creatures for example i've got tome of foes is not tome of foes tome of beasts by cobalt is it cobalt press uh, yeah um here and there's loads of fey lords and things in here and mm-hmm. there's loads of giants and ghouls and other feyan creatures that you could you could nick out of of that book to 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 run in a fey wild adventure so there is stuff out there if you haven't got a lot of fey creatures or you haven't got a lot of inspiration into how to adapt other creatures you just got to go hunting for it exactly the the other thing i wanted to cross on with Mm -hmm. fey creatures in general with your interactions with a fey creature they are always going to be trying to get the better hand of you Mm -hmm. or potentially put you into a verbal contract I love this because this it it really strikes me as kind of similar to the devils except kind of in a way much scarier because a devil will try and get you to sign a contract they'll try and get you in they'll put loopholes in it so they get themselves out of it but it's all about you have to agree and you have to write down and sign your name and say yes I agree to this contract whereas the fey it's literally like all you have to do is say the the wrong words and exactly. and they've they've bound you into some form of of connection it doesn't have to be like servitude it's not like oh, oh all right i'll be your slave for a day and they're like ah oh, well a day here is 55 years on your plane it's like it's not like that it's like oh i okay yeah i guess i owe you one yep now you officially owe them one forever and it could mm-hmm. be anything and they'll call you out on it um, a fun example, um, because I've been talking with another friend who's been DMing, and they've introduced a fey creature. Um, so there, there is multitude of interactions they have, but the one interaction that I help them with, um, is essentially they have a very cocky barbarian group. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they ended up uh, frustrating the fey. Um, but this character is so obsessed with their own story, with becoming a legendary warrior, mm-hmm. that the Fae hinted that they could potentially help them with changing their stature. Uh, so potentially rising or um, helping with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, the barbarian agrees because they're like, oh, that's... Of course, if you can help with that. And the way the Fae meant it, instead of saying, like, raising your rank or whatever, they said stature. So every time 
the barbarian does something that would do such a thing, they raise a couple centimetres in height. Oh my god. And slowly that's been going over the campaign. And I'm, I'm talking to this DM, so this is still ongoing. They haven't realised yet... Because there's only been a couple notices, Um, but they're planning to do, um, like, have uh, an area, like a cavern area, and they're going to notice that they're just a couple centimetres high, and they're like, what's going on? Suddenly, I can't get through the doorway when (laughs) everyone else can easily. I was shorter than other people. What's going on? (laughs) That's fantastic, and that's a really fun way to give that, like, mischievous... dastardly but exactly kind of harmless side of of the across which i love and i love the long con as well because i guarantee that place like i don't understand why i'm tall i don't get it what what's happened and it's yeah. like well i don't know <laughs> someone agreed to, to something they shouldn't have <laughs> yeah um, um which i i just think that's really fun so that's just a light mischievous thing of course if you want to go down the dark and yeah can. well we've got we've got a fey who is uh, playing around with a character in our TOA game. I'm not going to get too into it because I know that, that the player will will probably listen to this episode, but they um, they agreed to uh, work with this fey creature who has an agenda, um, but is also naive and a bit uh, harmless in themselves. Harmless in the sense that what they want sounds harmless, but they'll probably go in unharmless. Like it probably could go to being quite harmful in some mm-hmm. ways if they're not careful because they're they're naive. Um, and that's a lot of fun. And I I think that my favourite thing was the, in Van Richten's guide to Ravenloft. There is the new lineage. Uh, what is it called off the top of my head? Uh, Hex blood. Is that right? Is that I the don't one? know. I'm I pulling the book know. off my shelf right now. I get it. Grab I'd, it. Hang on. What's if, in there? If I get the, if I've remembered it correctly, I'm going to be happy. Uh, Hexblood. Yeah. So Hexblood is a fey. It, it creates. You, you become a fey creature as a player. Now, there's there's a couple of ways you can be fey. You can play as an Eladrin, which is a playable race, or you can be a, a Hexblood. And obviously, with the lineage, you can become a Hexblood at any point, or you can start off as one. And so he started off as a Tiefling. Uh, tiefling, that's right, um, and uh, had ha, uh, had got the attention of this fake creature for a long time. And when he finally agreed to, you know, help them out, they transformed him into a hexblood. And so now he has uh, fae properties, and he is basically a, a different lineage now. Um, and that's a lot of fun. And it and it's in the book. It's written as becoming a hag, but you can do it with any fae creature. You don't have to become a hag. Um, so there's a lot of fun there. So if you've ever wanted to to play with the storyline of someone being transformed into a hag as they grow older, the little girl or boy, it's usually a girl, isn't it, hags, that have been yeah. kidnapped by the coven and on their 13th birthday transform into a young hexblood, a young hag. That's quite fun. But you can also do it in the sense of, okay, I've started a fake contract with you, um, but I'm to, in order to it to keep this connection going, I'm going to give you a bit of myself and transform you into a fake creature yourself. 
which um, dun, dun, dun. obviously I'm very worried for not Sam. expecting it yeah sam's in in for a, an interesting I'm run very worried i'm actually worried that because it's to inflammation i'm worried that he's gonna die before any of it <laughs> pays off because i died before anything <laughs> oh, God damn it. there's lots of stuff there that i i really i want was waiting for the more nevin interaction with this as well yeah of course because nevin was afraid of the fae wasn't he yeah so every time anything like this would happen, Nevin would be just shitting bricks, going, what are you doing? <laughs> Giving Stop the side it. eye, like, why yeah. are you doing this to us? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a lot of fun. But I think that as well is a lot of a fun way to, because like, this is the thing, like, you might look at the Fae 1 and be like, God, there's a lot here that I need to go and research and, and sort of DIY and do it yourself. But if you want to bring a touch of the Fae in, which is what I've been doing because I've had these connections in characters and 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 it still exists as a plane, but I've not like set a campaign in the Fae world. I've used stuff like the Hexblood and like the Eladrin and um, and the Fae creatures to just sprinkle bits of it into the yeah. campaign world, which which is a great way of utilizing it if you don't want to go full on. Uh, it's Fae a world very adventure. nice way of just touching upon it, basically. Mm. Which it kind of feels like is what Five E is doing, because <laughs> there's not there's not a lot like, of it until oh, now. Thread there, yeah. over the border. Um, I'm wondering as well if they will. I don't know if they've done this previously. If they will do something about the Feywild meant to be a very magically intrinsic area. So, for example, a lot of spells are meant to be like a little bit more potent meant to be uh so ones that duration might last for like a little bit more time than they usually would because the Feywild is magic there's magic everywhere it's it's in the air basically um the Mm. whole place is shifting and changing constantly so i don't know if it's i don't don't know if they would play with that it might break things you know 1.2 times the duration (laughs) in in previous um editions that there have been things like that for example i mean the one that that i always think of because i think it's a lot of fun is in Spelljammer. Mm-hmm. if you're out in the phlogiston and you cast a spell that has fire um i think it's if you the the there's a chart some in in the ad and d adventures in space box set that tells you like oh a candle actually becomes a firebolt and a firebolt becomes a fireball and a fireball becomes you know this ridiculous size explosion so it is there they can yeah so play they, with they it. have done it before whether they did it in 5e i don't know we'd have to have to wait and see really potentially yeah here's I, the I thing would though very much like for that to happen yeah i'd be up for that um yeah here's the thing though if you are going to uh bring the Feywild into your your game i think you do have to do some research you do have to make sure you set some rules for yourself so like the time thing like if you want time to work differently in the Feywild make sure you know how you want that to work and if it's slightly different each time that's fine as long as that's the rule make sure you set yourself up a little rule and you remember that for each time that players go in um or out or or interact with it um you know make sure you know what a verbal contract is and how it's put in place like just set yourself some guidelines i think i think that's important um and something that I definitely did for myself when I started utilizing the Fae. The other thing, Wesley, that you should do is you should get some really good descriptions of those interesting Fae creatures, like definitely written down like, and ready to use. You have to have it right there. It's got to be ready to go. And if you're not very good at writing them, oh god, I mean, 
honestly, if only there was well, a place that do? you could go to. I know, like where? Right. Surely there must be somewhere, Ben. Well, interestingly enough, Wesley, there is a little old website called Describe, which is spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B uh, dot com, and they have some fantastic descriptive uh, box text that you can put in any game. And I've just gone and had a look, and I've gone and grabbed one of the free ones, so you can go and look at this now yourself. If you go to Describe dot com and look up this box, you will be able to see it, even if you're not subscribed. Um, and that is for the Blink Dog, because Blink Dogs are fake creatures. Um, so here is an example of some beautiful, beautiful descriptive writing. This Please one's written tell. by uh, Daniel Hemlick. Helmick. Uh, it's tagged Fay and Grasslands. They gotta say find it. Uh, through uh, though its form is similar to that of a muscular hunting dog, this creature of the Fay bears as much resemblance to a mastiff as an elf does to a human. Its monocolored eyes squint briefly and without warning. The Blink Dog simply disappears and reappears a short distance away, seemingly without effort. You could drop that into any D&D game where a Blink Dog really comes could. up. You really could. You really could. Just put it right there. Mm-hmm. And, and then everyone wants to make a pet of it because it's cute. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, I'm... God damn it, Laura Bailey. Uh, there is, uh, yeah, there's loads of box text like this available and described. Some of them you have to get access to via a subscription model. If you want to do that, 10% off each month for the first two years you're subscribed. Use the code COMMON on checkout. The other thing, Wesley, is of course to get some beautiful Fae-like dice. Uh, and if you wanted to get some dice that look like they came straight out of the Fae world, the place to go would be Dice Dungeon. They are uh, the UK's metal D&D dice specialist but of course they do resin and glass dice now as well Wesley Ooh. Uh, yeah they are beautiful the glass dice are called wish rainbow prism glass they are and when I say premium oh my god yeah, they are premium um in in both look and price but they are gorgeous they are so pretty like I don't even think I'd want to roll them I they're so pretty they just have to sit on your shelf but mm. then how would it roll you that 20 or one I like that you added all one there because you know that that for me it would definitely be a one. Um, they they are they are a perfect set for the Feywild. If you want a uh, another one, Fairy Fire fits quite well in into the old Feywild uh, themes. As do the rainbow color and rainbow black dice. I've seen those in person myself too. Very very pretty. Go and look. Get yourself some nice dice. Dice Dungeon ship worldwide from the UK. So if you're a UK listener and you've often had that problem of your dice taking weeks to get to you because they're coming from abroad then go to the dice dungeon and make sure you use the code we speak common on checkout to get 10 percent off your entire order not just one item everything in your basket the more you spend the more you save that's what i like to say uh because it's true was it it is <laughs> yep yep <laughs> okay let's do um i want to do some oh there's two things i want to do which one do i want to do first I don't know, because I don't know which options you're bringing to my table. This is true. This is true. Sorry. So okay. just throw one at me. <laughs> what is your must-include piece of the Feywild? Like, whether it's a creature, a location, or, a, like, a, a theme. If you were going to put the Feywild in any way into a game in a session, like tomorrow, what would you have to be included? What would I have to include? Yeah, what's your like your your best part of the fate that you'd want to see come up? I just want to trap someone in a deal, Ben. That's all I want to do. Okay. I just I want to I want to curse somebody. <laughs> okay. Sounds that's very that's very mean. Um, I would love to. You know how you always have this like wizened old person, right? Yeah. Might be like just come from a certain area. 
and they're, you know, a fortune teller or something, and they speak in a whimsical way. Um, it's very hard to do whimsical. You can just do old and elderly and, ah, I'm decrepit. I'm an old man. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Hi. Yep. Who do you want some card read? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going through that and putting that to the players. I love a fortune tale. It's really hard to do, but you could also just offer them some knickknacks or some cursed items if you like and mm. attach them to the Fae. And then they would have to explore that. If you want to get them going down that route. Um, if oh, <laughs> combat creatures. Yeah. Um, the red caps are always very fun. Oh, who are the red caps? Um, oh, they're, they're not the nicest of creatures. They're very murderous with an insatiable bloodlust. The red caps are coming. The red caps the red are coming. Caps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so they're they're a chaotic evil fae. Okay. Um, they're incredibly vicious and cruel because the way they sustain themselves is that they have to put fresh blood on their red cap every three days, otherwise they cease to exist. That's disgusting. I love it. <laughs> That's so good. How do I not know about these creatures? Yeah. Um, so the way they come into existence is if um, there's some spilt blood in the fae world and it's just left. Basically, what and they just like just morph pop out into of existence. <laughs> I'm imagining. So, oh my god, that would be such. So, okay, so sorry, I'm rolling with this now. My brain's so if, ticking. No, if a party member becomes injured and you just leave it, right? Oh my god, I like the idea of like the party stumble into the Feywild and it's beautiful and like there's a unicorn and then there's yeah like oh like a quickling runs by and he's like hi and there's some pixies and some fairies and it's oh it's lovely and then the sun starts to set and you're like oh let's set up camp and have a lovely night here and then you're you're on watch in the evening and the night's dark you hear the cicadas and you think this is peaceful Mm -hmm. and then you hear like a fight between uh, uh, two creatures like an owl bear and and it, it, it eats an almanage and there's blood spilt on the ground and the the party member watches and is like oh well it's the circle of life and as it as the player turns around and goes to walk back towards their camp you just hear this squelching sound and they turn back and look at this pool of blood and the small red cap suddenly starts rising up out of it and is like... This is little... It's they're they're dark, very small gnomish eyes. creatures. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're, yeah. So they're like little gnomes. Oh, my God. Um, the incredibly... horror of garden gnomes. <laughs> yeah, it's literally that. Um, with, they've got these incredibly red caps and they usually got like a sickle or something or, or just... They, they're just trying to maul you to And death, then suddenly your very fun, beautiful Feywild has mm-hmm. turned into this horror gothic psycho-like adventure where the players have to just survive waves of red caps for the night at their camp mm-hmm. oh it's amazing that's good terrible place i like that um yeah it's, it's just a really fun thing that in the fey wild things are so different you mm. need to know what's a problem <laughs> yeah. otherwise you will be screwed Okay, well, it's hard for me to top that, but I think my must include would be uh, if you're not doing in the Feywild as a setting, you're just going to have the Fey appear in your campaign. I'd say take a twist on the hag, get a have like the 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 friendly good hag. She's a Fey creature, and she maybe she's that fortune reader or whatever, or she's the woman that lives in the village, but she's a little bit Fey, and so everything's a little bit weird about her. Have an NPC that the characters. Uh, can go back to and talk to and interact with who's just a little bit 
just a little bit off, just a little bit different, a little bit quirky. And that's how the players start to interact with the Fae, like these weird little interactions. Like maybe she, you know, they meet her and she she's like got a loose tooth and she pulls it out and, you know, just chucks it away and one day it grows back. Or she's baking them a pie and it smells wonderful, but then when you eat it, it's disgusting. And, and then she's like, oh, sorry, <laughs> I, I got it the wrong way around. And the next time you go there, the house smells disgusting, but the pie is delicious to eat. Like fun little weird, quirky, mischievous things that aren't quite right, but are harmless. Um, that's a lot of fun, I think. And then if you are going full Feywild, oh my god, use the red caps. That sounds like so much fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I do love just it's just the wackiness of it, basically, that you can turn things on their head so easily without mm. without there being any problem. Yeah, it feels like it's one of those settings where it to really get the most out of it, you have to be the kind of DM who can twist things and come up with stuff. And you can you can take that trope and make it unexpected and change it around like we did with the dragon earlier, you know. And if you're good at doing that, then you can make something amazing out of the Feywild and and really remember memorable for your players too. Exactly. Uh, there's one more thing before we finish off that I think we haven't spoken about. Oh, really quickly. It... Okay. What are the Celian Unseelie courts? <laughs> Oh, yes. I should have mentioned that last in your first bit. Yeah, I, I, completely, <laughs> I completely forgot because these are these are the things that I always forget about is the courts. I know they exist, but I never remember what they do. So the Seelie Court... Okay, I'm just I'm stereotypical. The Seelie Court is the good court. The Unseelie Court is the bad court. Okay? That <laughs> seems a little bit on the nose. It's a bit on the nose. <laughs> so the Seelie Court um, is uh, also known as the Summer Court. Okay. Um, and it's... Is the, is the Unseelie Court the Winter Court? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I see so... where we're going with this. Yin and yang. I've got it. <laughs> it's, it's very stereotypical. Uh, the Summer Court, um, I believe, is where the Queen Titania has the leader. Um, I know that name. Queen Titania, who is basically a fucking god, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> um... She is the one that resides over it. The Seelie Court has only Fey in it, which is a big part okay. of it. It's, it's very... Everyone that's in it has to be a part of that realm, right? Um, there aren't people that are outside of it. There's usually patron gods inside of it. Oh, wow. Um, so it, it's a big deal. So think on the level of a pantheon, right? Okay. Um, these are incredibly powerful um, beings within the Feywild. Um, so I believe there's an inner circle and an outer circle. I know there's like patron gods of treants and of centaurs. Mm-hmm. I don't know the positions of any because I can't remember. Um, <laughs> there's a lord of unicorns. So That's if what, you, of course there is. If you want to use the, the Seelie Court and these these fey lord and ladies definitely go and get your hands on tome of beasts by cobble press because there is a whole section on fey lords and ladies so you have um the bear king the moonlit king the queen of witches queen of night and magic the snow queen and they're all kind of these very powerful ridiculously crazy fey beings who are lords and ladies of the court yes um, Check and then their main goal is just to rule the Fey races, 
uh, which they're the patrons of, because it's a fucking day. He's on the bloody count, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. basically to protect uh, the realms there. Um, they're the good guys. Okay. They don't sound very <laughs> good. They sound they sound pretty uh, racist, to be honest. Yeah, they, they like the Fae, and that's about it. Okay. Pretty much. Um, they'll still have fun with the other races, don't get me wrong. Oh, they're yeah. They're toys. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> let's, just, let's confirm. Fun for them, not so much for us. <laughs> um, so that's usually the time what they would take. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's their realm, right? Yeah, it's yeah, okay, yeah. It's a bit really Yeah, you walk into my sure. home, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play pranks on you. Just how it yeah. works. Um, the Unseelie Court, again, very stereotypical place of hatred, death, enslavement. Oh, wow. You know, all the nice things. <laughs> <laughs> we've, re- we've really done a 180 there, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Christ. Oh, dear. Um, so it's, it's completely 180. Um, they do allow not full fey in so if you have a half fey they would potentially allow it into the court so like for their amusement my mum my my mum's a human and my dad's a satyr yeah yeah um so the unseelie court would potentially take on one of those if one was particularly interesting okay um but they're not the nicest of people so i don't know whether you'd want to go into that position willingly (laughs) right okay um so they may just not kill you they just may enslave you instead um great (laughs) <laughs> okay um it's, it's a nice place yeah uh, it's really great um so the oh we should know as queen... well before oh, before we roll on that the, the, there are cities and stuff as well because i always imagine the yes. Feywild is a massive forest but we talk about how the the material plane and the the Feywild kind of reflect each other so like where um where Waterdeep is on the Sword Coast in the Material Plane, there would be some form of Fey city in the Feywild, and where Menzo Baranzan is in the Underdark, there would be a, a city in the Fey Dark. So it's not like they're all living in groves in the forest and stuff. They have no, there, like... there definitely are some cities there, and they're um, they're sophisticated. Like when we say lords and yes. ladies, it's like actual lords oh, and ladies. Absolutely grandeur yeah. everywhere. Okay, um, imagine Elven. Uh, like cities in the trees turned up to 12, 15, mm-hmm. even. Um, mm. Yeah, the, <laughs> like the, absolutely insanity. Like ever meet on steroids. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, back to the lovely Unsealed Court. Yeah. Um, it is ruled by uh, the Queen of Air and Darkness. Um, yeah. Was the sister of Queen Tatiana. Hang on, hang on. Was the sister? Yeah. Um, well, I guess they are still our sisters, really. Um, I was going to say, of, what's happened? Sort of, you know, they've sort of disowned each other a bit. <laughs> so you know, they don't like each other anymore. <laughs> what's happened there? How do you stop being someone's sister? Um, okay. So, essentially, a lot of the scripts I've read is basically they try and make the... Sorry, can the, I just the, appreciate that you've just referred to reading... As scripts, I'll, yes. I have consulted so the scripture. Yes, oh, the scriptures, oh, the, oh, the yes. ancient texts on the unseen. I've gone into court. a library oh. and plucked these off the walls. Yeah. Yes, okay. Thank <laughs> you. Got my so D&D just... brain on is the problem. Yeah. I'm using fancy language. I just had to uh, point that out. That's made my day. Thank you. Oh. Okay. Anyway, as you're saying, um, a lot of the scripture says. Yes, a lot of the scriptures. Uh, that is probably just like a wiki page or a random uh, place that I found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> These are important scriptures. Um, it essentially says that a lot of their dealings is to just screw with the other court, to screw with the summer court. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So <laughs> a lot of it is just to just absolutely screw with her sister that she doesn't like, of course. Um, and it's... It's. It seems like a petty rivalry. Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you? You could absolutely do a campaign based in the Feywild around the the Seely Court goes missing, like everyone just vanishes, and so you are hired by the the what is it? Queen of Darkness, Air and Darkness, uh, Art yes, and Darkness, Queen okay. of Air and Darkness. Yeah, and um, and she's hired you because without the Unseely Court, she has no per. Uh, without the Seely Court, her Unseely Court has no purpose because she's got no one to fuck with. So go and solve the mystery. Where are they? Go and save Queen Tatiana for her. That, yeah, that could just, be a lot. Just of fun. so they can get to screw with them all, basically. Yeah. Like, look, uh, was... if people don't sit on the whoopee cushion, does it? You know, what's the point? You know, it's like if no one's around to hear it go off. Did it really fart? Um, I am just, imagining just... them as pranksters, but they do do a lot more dark shit, don't they? they oh are, yeah, like, no, hundred percent. They they take on undead, oh. um, hellhounds, wow, um, spriggans. Uh, they take on everything which is evil, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, they know they their are... their demographic. <laughs> yes. Um, I wish there was a lot more information on it. Honestly. Mm. Um, well, because it's. Maybe we'll get more. Hopefully, the Wild Bill on the Witchlight will give us a little bit more. I don't know. I mean, when when it was announced, I was very hopeful that it would be a setting guide for for the Feywild it, with an adventure yeah. in it, much like Baldur's Gate, Waterdeep. You know, Icewind Dale has been that for those areas on the Sword Coast. But mm-hmm. um, the way it's been set up, and obviously, I could what I could what I'm about to say could be wrong now that the book is out, now that this episode is released. But obviously, it's not out yet for us. Um, mm-hmm. from what I've seen, it looks like they've created an area within the Feywild and said, here's here's what you need to know about this one particular area, and it's like not true for the whole entire Feywild. So um yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But maybe just, we'll get I more. wanna put a disclaimer as well. My knowledge is is where I rabbit hold. Basically, <laughs> well, you can't put so it at the end of the episode, Wesley. You meant I mean, to put it at the start. I'm, okay, I meant to put it at the start. All right, <laughs> but here we are. So I said this at the beginning as well. Yeah, well, that's right. So yeah. there may have been information that I've missed because I've nosedived at one area. Like, oh, this is really interesting, and missed something incredibly important. Yeah, like, um, like there is the, the, so much. I don't know. Maybe you missed stuff. that the, the, the yeah. unseely court is actually the good one, and you've just got it completely uh, oh, the wrong way around. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think the biggest thing is that whilst there is a plethora of information, a lot of it can be very vague, Mm. which is very frustrating. Um, Yeah. So that's what I'm hoping the book kind of touches on some fey areas. Uh, or at least really like the, the history and like the just ha- like the society of the Fae would be nice stuff like that. We, yeah, and I'm I mean I'm guessing that we're not going to have any interaction with the the Seely and Unseely Court, but they oh, will probably get probably mentioned, not. and so mm-hmm. hopefully there'll be bits there that we can pull from. But it, it's hard to say without deep diving into the book, um, which of course we can't do just yet. A couple more days for us. Dun, dun, dun. I'm excited though. I'm excited. I'm I I wasn't I wasn't when it was announced, but the more I think about it, the more it feels like one of those books where I can personally for me I can rip things from it and just plop them into the games that I'm running 
and and utilize them in that way and, and make the world feel bigger and the universe feel bigger so that will be a lot of fun i think definitely yeah and as we say <sighs> we do only speak common here so um if you know more about the Feywild, if you please do tell me oh Just... my god yeah <laughs> if you if you if we've got something horribly wrong let me know i love when people correct me on the internet so yeah please just absolutely correct me because i feel like i've said several wrong things in this already but it sounds fun so that's what counts and look and this is the thing <laughs> we, we talk about how there's vague information out there unless you go and do hours and hours and hours of research well look make it up make it your own mix the mm -hmm. Feywild and, and take the themes and the ideas and twist them and change them. And maybe, maybe your Feywild is, is segmented and there's different parts that act in different ways. You know, maybe there is one part that acts like a traditional Feywild. Maybe there's a bit that's, you know, there's a yellow brick road that you have to follow to get home. You know, you, you can, <laughs> you can do whatever you want with it because it's a beautiful it, it is very rainbow bricked road yeah. through the entirety. That would be cool. That would be cool. <laughs> You could have a you could have a Feywild that that was like um just a massive forest because that's how I always imagine the Feywild is just a giant forest. Yeah. Um, um. And a lot of the times that's how I represent it is with a giant forest. So oh, I would love to see some descriptions of a Feywild winter area. Oh, that's a good shout. Yeah. Because whilst you've got the Underdark, which comes incredibly like beautiful, what would be the ice area be? Would yeah, it like just be what does the sculptures and slagmites with um instead of just white, there's like purples and blue like I dark imagine, blues. I imagine like the the Feywild version of Icewind Dale, the sky would permanently have an Aurora Borealis in it. Yes, you'd, definitely. You'd be able to see like tall towers of icicles that come out of the ground. Mm -hmm. There would be um like a, a perpetual frosting of snow just lightly drizzling down through the sky not that yeah. kind of horrible wet snow but that nice like pretty snow that's always falling and um, you would always have instead of um this barren wasteland maybe you'd have certain trees which grow there and yeah they're just white trunks with like white um leaves oh that's um, pretty and you have little icicles off them and they twinkle with like a little blue light oh it's so pretty yeah and then there's some blood on the floor somewhere you know <laughs> yeah because you've got to have the red caps coming out somewhere yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 of course and somewhere there's a single lamppost and then you know that you've yeah. you found narnia um <laughs> mr tumness well this is mr. the thing Tums, if you, know? you want some examples this is we should really start to end this now but if you want some examples of what the fae could be in popular culture narnia is a great one um yeah. wizard of oz is a great one um where else uh alice in wonderland some areas of that are a bit fae wildy not all of it some bits are you um, could definitely put the cake in there. Yeah. Where else? What else is a bit Feywildy? There's there's loads of stuff. There's, loads of stuff. It's out just there. anything with a super fantastical out there um story script, basically. Mm. Um and if you want to go wacky and overboard and not be completely <laughs> out of it, just go to the Feywild. Yeah. You can do whatever you like. It is it is a trip. It's a magical playground. In every sense of the phrase. Yep. <laughs> Wesley, thank you very, very much. I I feel like I know a bit more about the Feywild, but I still don't know what to expect. And I think that's perfect for the for, for the setting. 
I think that is the best way to go to, with it. Yeah, to describe it. Um, if you do know anything about the Feywild, if you want to get in touch, if you want to chuck in Correct some us. yeah some corrections and, and tell us what we got wrong by all means do we're our we speak common on twitter and instagram we speak common pod on facebook and if you want to email in because you know you can write more there then we speak common at hotmail.com that's also the way to send in your agony answer to uh wesley thank you very very much um thank you it's been a pleasure uh i i i don't, I don't know what else to say other than um See you soon, buddy. See you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, do us a favour and share us with a friend or a D&D group near you. If you'd like to directly support We Speak Common, you can by heading to the links in the description, either on this episode or via our social medias to find our Patreon. It's the best way to directly support the production of more shows like the one you listen to today. You can connect with the show on Twitter and Instagram at We Speak Common. The music in the episode is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive. Music